Hey, you're listening to an upbeat rewind featuring JT Conover on February 11th, 2019. JT is a really great friend of mine. We met in Nashville back in 2017 while I was there for an internship. And he's just a really great guy and really an intelligent mind. And he's started businesses and he's pretty freaking good at it. So it's really awesome to hear from him in this episode. Uh, We talk about getting started as an entrepreneur, what it takes to start and grow your side hustles or your movements, learning as you go and getting over the slumps in life that we all get in that prevent us from taking action. JT himself is a business owner, and like I said, such an intelligent mind. Even though this episode was recorded when we were in college, and at the time he was 21 years old, um, and this was over three years ago, he is still so successful, and the principles in this are still absolutely relevant today. So I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring JT Conover. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. JT, my man, thank you so much for being here on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Hey, before we get into things, I've had a question that I've wanted to ask you ask you for a really long time. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you tell people that your name is JT, how often do you get a Justin Timberlake reference? I'd say seven times out of 10. Really? Yeah, wow, that's a lot more it's than It's pretty I- frequent. They ask me what it stands for, and I say Joseph Taylor, and they're like, oh, man, I wish it was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Okay, me too. Hey, that's better than what I get compared to all the time. Russell from the movie Up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather be referred to as, or have people refer to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> well, we met, we met a couple summers ago, which is kind of mind-blowing at Nashville, or in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy to me, but because uh, so much has happened since then how have things changed for you like where you were at then and now where you're at I want to say when we met I hadn't even started school yet so I just know you were right off your mission yeah so I had just gotten back from Brazil I was there for two years um, Uh I'm mission for the church you know I was just I think I was a biology major at the time and I was thinking a lot about school and so that's really what was on my mind because I hadn't started yet and so now I'm this is my fourth semester in I've changed my major a couple times but yeah pretty much locked in now that's okay, dude. I mean, I was a nursing major first, if you could believe it, and I hated it. <laughs> I remember hearing that the other day, and after you've already told me, and I was still shocked. Yeah, it's crazy how things change, but I changed my major like four or five semesters into it, and I wasted a bunch of time, mm-hmm. I felt like. I mean, not totally, because I learned some lessons, right, but right. in your first four semesters changing the majors all the time, you should definitely do that, because you don't want to end up somewhere you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is your major now? I'm studying economics with a minor in psychology. And the psychology, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Psychology, you decided today. Today. What decided actually. that? Well, I've been thinking about it for a while. I wanted to do, because economics has about 36 elective credits. So wow. you got plenty of space to just kind of play around. And But I didn't want to play around too much, you know, and take classes that weren't going to benefit me. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to do a personal training certificate or cluster but I found that that wouldn't be like exactly what I wanted to take me where I want to go. Um, so as an aspiring business owner, as a business owner, I really want to be able to manage people better and just be the best leader I can be. And I think that through psychology, that's the best way I can do that. I'm in my second psychology class right now. And you love it. Love it. I took that, 
took intro last semester and I'm in learning and behaviors right now. We're going to train rats in about a month. <laughs> and I'm pumped. Um, so what is a dream job for you? Like, and where do you see yourself in five years? You know, I don't get asked that a lot. I feel like I should ask myself that question more <laughs> often. You're good. Um, I want to have a nine to five with some sort of company, but I don't want to work a nine to five because I have to have the money. I want to, awesome. I want to be making enough passively or uh, as my like side gigs, quote unquote, there's five, 10, 15 hours a week working on a couple of different side projects or managing a couple of different companies or franchises, what have you, but continue to work on and build my skills with other companies, with other job roles and managing more people. But I want the passive to be enough to where I don't need the nine to five. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. It's a breath of fresh air because I feel like you understand me <laughs> because I, for the longest time, have been telling people I'm pursuing two paths. Like I, I want to work. I don't want to mm -hmm. just sit at home and do nothing all day, but I don't want to have that normal job because I really need to to survive. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. I want to do that to fill my time and because I want to and I want to have like a regular life, you know, mm -hmm. but it would be nice to to if I didn't have that, know that I have enough coming in with with the projects that I love doing. Absolutely. That's awesome. So tell me, I mean, we you knew we were going to get into this, <laughs> but tell me a little bit more about Our Mountain Apparel. Yeah. So Our Mountain Apparel, um, I started it about a year ago, almost today on the 22nd. Today is 23rd. Really? That a we're year? recording this. Yeah. So wow. a year ago yesterday started it officially. It's a company where that does handcrafted clothing, specialize in custom high wicking polyester fabric, like athletic type of gear mm -hmm. for companies and kind of splitting off in those two directions right now. Uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs. It's just been a dream of mine since senior year, pretty much. Senior year of high school, I started sewing. My mom taught me how to use a sewing machine. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't know you sew. Yeah. And I thought back then, I'm like, hey, maybe it'd be cool to have a clothing company. It's more of a joke. But then after I took a microeconomics class up here at school, I started working out the numbers and I had an idea for a product and I just said, let's do it. Wait, how long ago? What, maybe I missed it. Uh, how long ago was the idea? Oh, that was my senior year of high school. So four or five years ago, probably. Awesome. About four years ago. So that would have been or three years gap before you actually started it. Right. Dang. That's awesome. So lots of people have ideas. And this is something I've learned in a lot of my communication classes is an idea is nothing if you don't do it. Right. Absolutely. So what like ultimately compelled you to make that jump and go all in? There are a lot of different reasons or a couple that I can really pinpoint. One is I've always been entrepreneurial minded. Ever since I was little, I can remember setting up lemonade stands on the side <laughs> of the street. I did pet yeah. sitting, dog walking, aerate, lawn aeration, just lots of different things um, to kind of do a side hustle type of gig. Mm -hmm. And I've always just loved that and kind of creating things. With Our Mountain Apparel, it was something that I wanted to take to the next level. It was more than just a side thing to make make some, make some a few bucks to buy like a new bike or a longboard or whatever I was like trying to earn money for at the time. Yeah, more than just pocket cash. Exactly. And I saw there's a brand back in Arkansas where I'm from. It's called Fayette Chill. And they've got about a five hour radius of just really strong influence. Like everyone knows who Fade Chill is and they just embody what Northwest Arkansas is. Yeah. Just like very, it's the natural state. So there's mountains and lakes and rivers everywhere. It's a beautiful landscape and the brand itself of Fade Chill just really embodies that and kind of like the Southern lifestyle and living. And so when I came out here to school, I was kind of expecting to see that kind of like 
Eastern Idaho Pride or Idaho Pride or Rexford Pride. <laughs> it's not here, man. And that is, <laughs> this is not the place to find that exactly. <laughs> and I thought that that was an issue. I'm like, well, I see a need and possibly a place that I could fill like a niche in the market because there wasn't a whole lot of that pride here in Eastern Idaho. Um, and so creating a movement like that takes a long time. Like yeah. building some pride in an area does not happen overnight. It does not happen through one person. Um, but that's kind of what we're out here to do. Yeah, dude. I it, love that. And that what really motivated me to just make it happen is one of my favorite phrases. I was doing a lot of informational interviews for a, cor- for a class I was taking. And mm-hmm. I talked to a guy, his name's Jim Fife. He started a lot of very successful companies. Um, he was a professor down at the U- University of Utah. But he told me that people ask him all the time, how do you do it? Like, how do you have the guts to start these companies? And he just said, I'm not sure that it's about guts, but I'm naive enough to believe that I can do it. And I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. And so once I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm naive enough. Yeah. (laughs) And I believe I can do it. Yeah. So why not? That's I've heard similar concepts to that, like with mindset. You know, there's so many people that are legit, basically. Yeah. It's your thing. And now people see me and my close friends who know me and kind of like know how it's, how the business has been going. And they're like, wow, it's grown. (laughs) You've been, it's grown and you've been working on this for like a year. Like I thought this was going to die within a few months and that this is just one of your crazy whims, you know, cause I have those where I'm, I have a crazy idea and then I do it and I'm like, okay, that was fun. And I move on to something else. But I found that that's not what's going on with our mountain. Going back to the, to the whole, I want a nine to five thing. Do you think like, with your work ethic and with where you see our mountain apparel going, that you would make that your full-time thing at, at one point? Or would you want to keep it a side thing? I kind of want our mountain apparel to be a side gig. Awesome. And one of the reasons I say that is because I do believe it has the potential to bring in that kind of passive income that I want. Mm-hmm. And I do most things remotely. So, and I've kind of been forced to do that. Yeah. Because some of the machinery that we have, so we do a lot of stuff in-house. But some of that machinery is back in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And so I've got a couple employees there. And then when I was in Arizona over the summer doing an internship, I didn't have anything with me. All I had was some like some assets and some workers here in Idaho and then a couple of people down in Arkansas. So everything had to be remote. And the fact that I, I proved to myself that I can do it all remotely, it's not as easy, but I can do it all remotely. Then that just makes it like a solid side gig to me Mm -hmm. because I don't have to be present. True. Because then you could have a job. Mm-hmm. anywhere. And also own this. Exactly. And have it be bringing in revenue. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So ideally, who would you say uh, the customers are for our mountain apparel? Like, is it specifically Rexburg then for our mountain? In a way. In a so, way. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that we're kind of splitting into two different um, sectors of the business, you could say. Mm-hmm. One is the brand itself. Building our mountain apparel handcrafted, authentic, original, just like putting out as many awesome designs and just products we can do to build that brand. And that is a predominantly Rexburg type of audience. Yeah. If they're here, because our mountains are one of the buttes here, um, pretty close to the BYU-Idaho campus where a lot of the college students are. And that's kind of my main target is the college students and also high school students in the area. The other side of the business is more business to business types of deals. So if companies want some athletic shirts made for their comp- for their employees, or if they want to make some products to sell themselves to market better and have walking billboards, so to speak, then we are doing that as well. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I think and that's so awesome. That type of audience is more business owners, like local business owners um, from here to Idaho and back in Arkansas too, is some people that I've been working with. So overall with starting this business, what would you say you have learned? Like what is one super important business lesson you've learned and one super important life lesson you've learned? So a business lesson that I've learned is, especially with starting up and I'm only a year in, but Mm -hmm. getting to this year mark, it just takes action. Like just do it. If you have the idea, start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't know that I was going to be building like two separate branches of the company. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be the brand and it was going to totally take off. <laughs> you learn as you go. Exactly. You <laughs> learn as you go. And so you just have to start somewhere. There's a lot of ideas that I never started because I was just crippled by the fear of like failing. I was like, oh, it's going to fail. And I just thought way too much before I even acted. And so like think enough to where, you know, it's not like a bad idea, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, and you obviously don't want to lose an arm and a leg on a bad idea, mm-hmm. but don't be afraid to act. Like you just have to just go for it and learn as you go and just roll with the punches and take all the feedback you can get and use it. Yeah. Well, and it's okay to fail too. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it wasn't the right choice. Maybe it's not for you, but guess what? Now, you know, and now you can redirect your course to something that is the rest of your life, you know, is your successful thing, but you got to try. Otherwise you live your whole life with regret. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, what if I started that our mountain clothing apparel, you know uh-huh. what I mean? <laughs> that clothing company. Yeah. And uh, there were, there's definitely been some failures along the way. Some things I thought were definitely going to pay off and they didn't, but I think I've become more resilient because of that. Yeah. I was totally afraid of failing like well, growing up and everything, but mm-hmm. now I, I kind of welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Failure is just more knowledge of where you at and where you're at and who you are. Mm-hmm. And a life lesson I've learned that has been really influential is just to know that I can do it and that I'm not alone. Love that. I did. I didn't really believe that I was alone, but it was more. Now I know that if there's something that I really set my mind to, I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And just that kind of confidence just, in yeah, yourself. Confidence in yourself is just huge. Um, and that's just been a yeah, huge, huge blessing of just having this company and being able to see it grow as I've grown as well. That's awesome. So many people are going to, are going to hear that on their morning drive, you know, on their nighttime drive, getting ready for, for the day, getting ready for bed They're Whenever people listen to podcasts, they're going to hear that and they're going to be motivated. Like I can do whatever I set my mind to do, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so what roadblocks have you experienced and how did you overcome them? So in the first year of starting our mountain apparel, and I believe with any business, it is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. One of the biggest roadblocks for me is just getting over those just slumps of there are days. And I'd say within a day, I can feel these two extreme emotions. One, there is no way this doesn't work. I'm hundred <laughs> percent confident that this is going to just explode and take off and it's going to do super well. And then maybe later that day, I'll be on the exact opposite end of the spectrum thinking, what am I doing? I'm wasting so much time working on this thing and nothing's working out. And just like being able to push through those times and just always have a positive outlook and always have that kind of confidence that it's going to work out as long as you keep moving forward. Likewise, I will feel so pumped. And then almost, I mean, even just a few minutes later, Mm -hmm. I could, I could be like, what am I doing? I'm in way too deep. My whole life is screwed up. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
And yeah. so, I mean, I'm not going to ask you if you get discouraged because I know you do. We all do. We yeah, all get yep, discouraged. Definitely. But when you feel down, because I, I think also when you're discouraged like that, it fuels depression, mm-hmm. right? When you are feeling down and discouraged and in the dumps and depressed, mm-hmm. what do you do to get over that? So one thing that's really important to know is just prevention of that. Mm-hmm. I found that if I think too much about all the things I need to do, all the things I want to do with our mountain and all the things I want to happen, that's actually what gets me down because I want all these things and things to happen just right now, but they're not mm-hmm. going to happen right now. So why worry? So why worry? Exactly. Yeah. And so I worry too much and then I start thinking, oh man, there's so many things I need to do. So many things I want to accomplish. There's no way I can accomplish all of them. And it's like, you're right. There's no way you can accomplish all of them today. Yeah. Right now. You don't have to. And so prevention is key. Um, I myself have struggled, have struggled with depression for about four years, but understanding what makes you tick. So what's going to put you into kind of the rut is what, what I could like to call it and knowing what you really enjoy. So for me, I know there's like four things that I have to do every day. And if I don't do those every day, then I'm going to be down in the dumps. Name them, dude. What are they? Exercise, singing, reading the scriptures, and keeping a routine and eating healthy. So I guess there's five. (laughs) Yeah. So if I eat like crap, if I don't go to the gym, if I'm not singing, if I'm not like keeping in touch with my spiritual side, and if I'm not keeping a routine, if I'm just kind of vegging around, I know it's going to be a bad day. And just understanding that those things are really important to me. And when I'm down in the dumps and in the rut, I don't want to do those things. And I know I don't want to do those things, but I have to force myself to. Dude. That is gold, man. I definitely just learned a lot from you, so I know the listeners will as well. I need I need to uh, evaluate myself and pick like a few things that I'm going to do mm-hmm. every day no matter what. But one thing naturally that I do every day is music. Uh, without fail, I'm going to listen to podcasts and I'm going to listen to music. Mm-hmm. And without fail, I'm going to beatbox and I'm going to sing. That just yeah. happens every single day. But I mean, I could work on like the spiritual side and on like the working out and eating healthy. Like I pretty much throw all that away, dude. And like, just- <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> everyone has their things. Those are my five things. I'm not saying they're going to work for everyone, but yeah. I do highly recommend them. Dude, me too. Especially podcasts. Especially podcasts. And music. Honestly, the two of those combined can reverse your mood instantly mm-hmm. and motivate you like crazy. So kind of along the same lines, you are a student, you are a musician, Mm -hmm. you are working to get money, you are a business owner. My friend, you are busy. How do you do it all? I'm busy. Honestly, actually, just this past week, I started thinking about it because sometimes I feel like I spread myself too thin. Mm -hmm. And every week at the beginning of the week, I'm like, okay, this week I'm going to say no. I'm not going (laughs) to take on more projects. I'm not going to take on more just activities. And then I do. <laughs> and so like yeah. I'm sprinting from one thing to the the next. I go from 6 a.m. to what feels like 9 or 10 p.m. And I've decided that I just like to stay busy. Feels I, good. I don't want to be bored. And so maybe I bite off more than I can chew. Um, but the balance is really tricky. Yeah. Because our mountain can just take over my entire brain. Yeah. Every single part of my brain is just 100% focused on our mountain and I can't stop focusing on it. And so what I found is just really important is just finding just a calm to my brain and just shutting my brain off for like five minutes. I actually mm-hmm. just started using the app Headspace 
And that's been awesome. Have you heard of Headspace? I've never heard of it. What is it? So it's a mindfulness, like meditation type of app. So it's guided meditation. And it just slows my brain down, especially when I'm in those moments where I just have so many things just clicking. Mm-hmm. Like I've got schoolwork, I've got work, I've got the company thing, I've got all these things to do. It just shuts it all down, gets me back to kind of homo- homeostasis. Homeostasis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just just a reset. So that's been really key. And then just mm-hmm. keeping up with that routine. Yeah. Just wake up, go to the gym, like eat eat good food, just get myself ready and prepared for the day Mm -hmm. and then just get after it. You're young too. Like how old are you? I'm 21. 21. Yeah. See that blows my mind because you're 21, you're a business owner, you're doing all these things. You've got such a good future ahead of you. What would your advice be to, you know, other 21 year olds or other 18, 19, 20 year olds who feel like they don't have their life all together, you know? Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like none of us ever have our lives together. No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know a lot of students here are really discouraged. I don't know what my plan is. I don't know what major to choose. I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for them? Definitely. And I just want to make one thing clear. I do not have it all together. <laughs> my life's a mess sometimes. Same. Dude. Same. <laughs> um, so I want to make sure I said that. But a couple of the things that have just really helped me are just speaking with business professionals, speaking with just mentors, but just finding those mentors for me that are other students that are, you know, maybe close to graduating that were my roommates. Um, other business owners, like I mentioned, Jim Fife of Bear River and people who are successful in what they do and people who you look up to, just mm-hmm. reach out to them and just talk with them and ask them, your, ask them what, like the questions that you have, just express your concerns. And that's just been extremely influential, just having someone to kind of guide me along the way. I would not be here without the help of those mentors and those friends who have gone before me. Yeah. I mean, what I got from that was surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm. You know, uh, it's very, very suffocating when you are going to school and work and all these things and you're only around people that have no idea what's going on in your Mm -hmm. head and they don't get your vision and they're not like-minded. gets frustrating. But then Mm. when you are with like-minded people, it's like you can't shut up. Like you are Mm -hmm. talking with each other about everything going on and how you're going to support each other through it. That's actually one huge reason why I started this podcast. I was going to network events and I was meeting business owners and people with podcasts and people with YouTube channels. And I felt so at home. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'd come home and I'd feel like a stranger because I wasn't like any of the people that I was around. And so this podcast is a way for me every single week, 2019, to surround myself by people that can inspire me and motivate me to keep going. But I hope that it also helps all the listeners and that they become addicted to every single Monday, every single Monday morning, looking up upbeat with Parker Kane to receive inspiration from people who understand what they're going through Mm. and can advise them along the way. You know, that's something I've needed for a long time. So is there like one experience you went through that like totally changed the way you look at things? I don't know exactly how it changed the way I look at things. Um, but there's one kind of defining experience for me where it's kind of make or break. Yeah. I, it was, let's see, 
I think it was sometime in, it was right after I started the company, launched it back in January a year ago, Mm -hmm. maybe a couple weeks after I launched. And I had $2 in my bank account. I've been there. (laughs) And I think like half a jar of peanut butter and maybe some rice, like nothing. I have nothing is what it felt like. I had nothing. And so I went to Walmart and I bought a 90 cent loaf of bread. I'm like, well, this is going to have to last me until my paycheck comes in, which was like a week later, like my, my uh, tutoring job. And I bought that. And at that time I had like a dollar in my account now with almost (laughs) nothing. And I went home and that night I sold my first star mountain shirt. Awesome. And I'll always remember that. I got the chills. The dude. day, <laughs> dude, me too. <laughs> the The day I sold my first Star Mountain shirt, and the day where I realized, I'm like, you know what, this is gonna work, dude. And you're gonna change the world with our Mountain Apparel. Amen. <laughs> um, since you started your business, what are some things that have happened that have totally taken you by surprise in a really good way, like totally shocked you? That's a really good question. The amount that I've just been able to learn, and the amount of People that I've been able to meet through it and just, again, the way that I like see myself and see my potential and the way that I see potential of others. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I can do something like this, then other people who are a lot smarter, who are a lot more on top of it, they can definitely do some damage, you know, (laughs) as entrepreneurs, as anyone, like not just small business owners or something like that, but just in whatever field they do, different experiences, maybe that have that really took me by surprise was I was over the, this Christmas break, I was back home and I was talking with uh, the bike shop owner that we do some work with. I brought in some new items and he was really excited about them. And one of his friends is a construction company owner. And he, his friend is just a avid mountain biker. Mountain biking is really big in Arkansas. And he was in there and the owner, his name's Dave. He goes, or the owner of the bike shop, he tells his friend, Hey, he makes, a lot of great, like awesome shirts for us. He does a really good job, always on time, great pricing. You should talk to him. And I was like, that was literally like the most, (laughs) that was the greatest review I've ever gotten and super simple. And Mm -hmm. I was able to talk with this construction, construction company owner, but it totally just opened my mind to what the possibilities are. Yeah. What it could be. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to make sure 100% you say here on the podcast. For those, you know, listening, if you've got an idea, go for it. If it's a bad idea, that's okay. You'll You'll learn. (laughs) You'll find out it's a bad idea soon enough. But if you believe it, if you just have that gut feeling that like this is going to work or that it's a, it's a great idea is something you're passionate about. Just do it. Brilliant. So I'm trying out this speed round thing. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to any of the other episodes? Yeah. So I actually listened to all three of them this morning, had to do my research, you know, <laughs> and I was super bummed that there were only three, okay, three podcasts up. <laughs> so in those rounds, I, I, tr- I tested out a speed round. I just want to try some of those questions with you as right. well. Uh, the first one is what is your favorite word? Favorite word? In the past, I've heard love. <laughs> I've heard Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> Mine is flabbergasted. Yeah. Man, I was trying to think of like a smart word. That's my favorite word. But I think I just say dang a lot. I'm like, dang. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, What is your favorite TV show at the moment? Oh, TV show. I did. Well, last semester I watched a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love that show. Really good. 
Favorite of all time, Psych. No, Psych is awesome. Nothing has come close to how religiously I watched Psych. <laughs> Have you seen or heard of A Million Little Things? No. So it's like more of a dramatic show and super serious. Mm. But the main guy from Psych, what's his name? I forgot it. Team something. James O'Day. Okay. So he is in A Million Little Things oh, okay. in a very serious role. And when I watch that show, it kind of irks me a weird way just because like, it's weird seeing him so serious and not being all like comedian like. Yeah. But at the same time, he does an incredible job and he's my favorite character on a million little things. Wow. So it's like, whoa, that guy is diverse, man. He mm-hmm. could do he could do it all. I love that. I would agree with you there. Brooklyn Nine Nine is amazing. And then Psych was also a really good one. Favorite social network platform or favorite social media? For the company, I use a lot of Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, I do enjoy LinkedIn as well. I love it. Yeah. But Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on Upbeat, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Subscribe at parkerk.co.